and welcome to episode 85 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. What are we talking about today? And today, today we are talking, it's, it'll, be, it'll be a little part two from last week because some new information came out, right, Luke? Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll focus, the, the, the whole episode won't be focused on it, but the first half will be on Shovel Day Off, Batman's terrible press conference, and the player outrage at the NHLPA. So we'll get into that after this intro. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. Actually, Eric, I had I wanted to talk to you about something because uh, you know I is know this you're relevant very, to the podcast. Or? It is relevant. It is oh, relevant okay. to the content. Um, now I remember last year well, something that really helped uh, growth on the page was talking chocolate, and Halloween <laughs> just passed us. And I know I know this you're a very true. busy man, so you didn't you know you didn't have. Um, That's true. I forgot to do my time. ranking chocolate rankings. Yeah. So um, do you have any changes from last year? Uh, no changes other than I did try a coffee crisp again, and it was even worse than I what I remembered. So um, it has lowered down in my rankings. Uh, Mars bars. What do you think gives you more dry mouth? What do you think gives you more dry mouth? Weed or coffee crisp? Literally coffee crisp. Like there's nothing <laughs> drier in the world than coffee crisp. It is the worst possible chocolate snack. It's pretty item dry. to eat. Ever, Definitely it's just dry. awful in every single way. I did, ha- I, I did have Mars bars, and uh, those have risen in my rankings. They're nice. still behind, you know, Arrows and uh, Twix and a couple other, you know, high higher level ones. But but Mars bars, Mars bars are up there. I gotta say, I'm, Twix I'm should be number one. Right? Kit Kat also pretty high up there. Kit Kat's pretty high up there. I think it's below the Arrow slash Twix level of chocolates. But um, Arrow's not good, bro. It's like you're I eating a bubble. Like, I know. Arrow's what it feels like. It's Arrow's literally mediocre. wonderful. I mean, the the not... thing is like Arrow, the issue with Arrow is you have to eat a lot of it. Right? You have to eat like multiple pieces versus like you get more satisfied off of like one Kit Kat bar. You know, that's the difference. But like the pure taste and the bubbles, it just, you know, it brings out your inner nah. like four-year-old child. Hershey's cooking you put your tongue on the bubbles like and they S-tier. pop. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, if we're talking Hershey's, then, then of course they're up there, Are we not right? Talking or are you talking about? I mean, then, then you have to get into dairy milk, and then you have to get into Lind and Lind, Lind and uh, dairy oh, milk are just you know higher yeah. level beings of chocolate. But like those Rare aren't the, like, nobody <laughs> nobody gives out dairy milk or Lind chocolate at Halloween. You know, like those are people those, definitely those give out Hershey's out. cookies and cream. You can people, yeah, people do give out Hershey's, but those are also very way less common than the the big ones, right? Yeah, so. those are always your favorite people if they have Hershey's cookies. And yeah, the the people that have Hershey's, you go back a second time throughout the night. You find one hundred percent. Yeah, no, you, you just go up in a different costume. Or caramel? Ooh, love myself some caramel. Mm. Did you ever figure oh, out Twix the caramel is better secret? than caramel? No, I did What's not. I've secret? never figured out the caramel. That's the secret, Luke. That's the secret. How do they get the caramel in it? <laughs> oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not like a donut. You know how they make the holes in the donuts because you did it. Um, 
Wait, what? Luke did it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not a not a podcast topic. <laughs> oh god. I don't um know. okay, enough of the the talking chocolate. Now we'll now we'll transition into this more serious stuff, which was <laughs> Shovel Day off. From talking no chocolate too. Yeah. yeah. From talking chocolate to Shovel Day off. Um I think we can all say that we were genuinely surprised that Quinville was basically forced to resign. I don't think any of us really saw that coming as you heard on our podcast last week, but the same standard wasn't held for shovel day off, which I know made Martin really mad. Um, I had, I had a little bit more of a different thought process on it. I still think he should have been fired, but uh, him and I had disagreed on some things, but Martin, let's go to you. Should let's shovel day off have been argue. fired? No, no, no. We'll just let Martin uh, share his, his thoughts on, shovel day off um upon listening to his he i thought he was pretty good for his press conference um said said the right things but also overcorrected corrected which and showed empathy which through a lot of this a lot of people have talked about and was not shown i think he probably i think it's possible he still gets resigns or something um because i've heard people in winnipeg aren't too big of fans of it the way that he isn't gone yet so that's still probably developing um yeah i don't know i think if he knew anything at the time he should be gone Because he obviously did nothing. It just depends how much he actually knew. So, and that's something we'll we won't really know. So, I just think it's interesting how they have all these details about Quenville and his involvement in it, and then Cheval Dayoff was just like a guy standing on the side, which I don't believe at all. I actually think that, and to touch maybe on Luke's first point there about. Quenville, you know, resigning or getting fired. I don't know which one it was. Resigned. Did he resign? Yeah, he resigned. He resigned. I, I think that really, like, Stan Bowman was giving a lot of details about Joel Quenville's involvement because I think it was, I think it's clear, like, what was going on. Like, Stan Bowman and Quenville don't like each other, right? There was that whole fallout in Chicago a couple of years ago. So I think that's why it's different with Cheval Dayoff compared to Quenville because. Stan Bowman gave a lot more details in the investigation, and I think it was pretty well reported that Stan Bowman was giving a lot of details, and I think they even thanked him for it in the in the in the report. Almost, they said, you know, Stan Bowman gave a lot of information to us that was very helpful for the investigation, and it seemed like a lot of it was about Quenville. So, anyway, mm. maybe that's just besides it, the. It point, was also but, throughout yeah. the report that Shovel Day was only part of that first meeting, and apparently not a lot was, was discussed other than a. Yes. One of the coaches was texting sexually explicit messages to the, to the player and they yes. didn't, he, they didn't know at that point who the player was. So it, it's, there's a lot of gray area on shovel day offs involvement. Uh, Quinville seemed to be more continually part of meetings. And again, we went which makes sense year. that him yeah. being the coach. Yeah. And, and it's like being again, another coach. Yeah. Like, like he, he was on his know. staff as we talked about last, yeah. last week. So I don't know. I, I think, there is, based on the current information, 
I, I can understand a little bit more of the grace that Shovel Day off got. I still think it would have been wise for him to decide for him to himself to step down rather than kind of move forward and, and distract what could be a, a good year for Winnipeg or, or well, actually I'm using the same language as those guys that there's a distraction. I just think he should have resigned um, <laughs> essentially is that like, why, why go through this process now? You have to have the owner come and defend you in a press conference um, yeah, I, what I saw on Twitter was people were people saying like uh, the questions asked to Shovel Dale should have been like if you had you know a vice president of your team act the exact same way you did, yeah. would you still want them to be on your team? And I was like, that's a you know a very valid question and a fair, I think a very fair question mm-hmm. for him. And I think that would have put him on the spot to at least reflect on that side of things and see what his opinion would be on the matter. And I wish wish someone did ask him that question yeah i kind of felt bad for them that their press conference followed the nhl's the previous day because i think winnipeg's was supposed to be first and it might have been i know that they said the owner got vertigo or something like that and needed another day to recover i almost think that's a bit of an excuse for the nhl to be like no we're going to clear things up first and then we'll let them go to you because the other press conferences have been bad so we're going to clear up anything but that just went horribly from an nhl perspective like everyone called them out on not going to rick westhead with any questions until they got called up to do so uh did anyone anyone watch the gary bettman conference or was it I, just i me? heard bits uh, bits and i saw pieces. yeah they i did, saw bits they didn't and they didn't sound too good no like they they weren't they weren't doing that well <laughs> gary bettman came across <laughs> so defensive and arrogant in like every what he asked, um, so Mark Lazarus from the Athletic, who reports for Chicago, he asked a question to Gary Bettman, and Gary came back being like, "I don't want to turn this around on you, but you also interacted with the uh, like McKinnis and McDonough or whoever the uh, GM president, whatever at the time was, and and you interacted them with well, and you were probably just as surprised as I was that when this came out, and I'm like, what a petty freaking answer, man, like." Just you interviewed someone doesn't mean that you're going to find out all the skeletons in the closet of that that organization. Doesn't mean that you're not surprised that this person can do horrible things. Like that was definitely the worst that Gary Bettman looked. But that that's saying something because that that looks pretty bad. And throughout the rest of the press conference, I don't think he ever recovered after it. Hundred percent. Yeah, um, he, that was really. They bad. did not look good. And yeah. I think it, the best way to reflect that is the fact that. For like the first time in decades, there's apparently reported owners that aren't happy with Batman and the way he's handled things. And I think that's a first time in my lifetime I've heard owners actually complaining <laughs> about Batman. Yeah. Right? How we that is from a moment. Yeah, that's from, that's only I've only seen that from Alan Walsh, who's like the the most provocative uh or at least outgoing Fair. agent. Uh, so I don't, I don't know because I saw I forget I think I was watching the Leafs game. I on saw it from like one other Tuesday. reporter. I don't. Darren Dreger said there wasn't much out there, but again, that's Darren Dreger. Uh, you know, carries the the coattails for Gary Bettman in the NHL a lot of the time. But I, I just thought I'm like, wow, you totally mishandled this press conference. Like 
I would say almost just as badly as the Chicago Blackhawks players have. And a lot of the Chicago Blackhawks players have come out and been like, we shouldn't have made that day about us. We totally, like, at least they're owning up to it. I'm not sure how much is backtracking. I'm not sure how much is genuine. Keith, Duncan Keith had the nerve to say that he wishes he could go back and speak to the interviewers of Jenny and Block during the investigation. Uh, he wishes he had a do-over and everyone's like, bro, that was your do-over. That was your do-over yeah, for not being anything in 2010. <laughs> and now you've just come out and look worse and worse and worse. And like, no one wants anything to do with you now. So, uh, man, people don't look good. The only people that look good are every team that's not Chicago and <laughs> everyone that's not the NHL. Actually, like, even Flor- Florida looks bad because they, they allowed Quinville to coach and that day Winnipeg and looks are... bad too kind of for keeping I, I wonder how path. much I wonder how much Florida was allowed to do because in the press conference Gary Bettman does say he didn't feel like it was fair to prejudge Joel Quinville maybe Florida did want to let fire him and let it make him walk and Gary Bettman I mean was even like, if no, they didn't fire him. him even if they didn't fire just him, not letting him coach they just let not letting not, him you could have benched him they if a player if it happened to a player Hundred percent, that player's benched. Right, it's, it's, like Elliot, Elliot, and uh, Merrick were talking about this on Thirty Two Thoughts, and they were like mind boggled that they didn't bench. Think, uh, think of it this way: sit out if a player's if a player's five minutes late to practice, he'll get benched that night. If a mm-hmm. freaking coach participates in sexual assault, he will still coach that same night. That that's yeah. the standard of the NHL at this moment in time. Well, and five minutes and late Batman's, to practice. Batman's bench. reasoning. Batman's reasoning for allowing it was he brought up like uh, Quinville's total games amount, yeah. and it just made like no sense. He'd coached like eight hundred eighty six games straight or something like that. Like it was like an Iron Man record or something that he was basically trying to hold. <sighs> oh, good. <laughs> and I was like, like why, where was that man. same standard for Andrew Cogliano when he had like. 1100 games straight and then he had to get suspended yeah. or something and then he got suspended for like <laughs> nothing <laughs> uh, didn't he didn't he's like slash a ref or something it was a, it was a dirty play no it was it was yeah. a, it was a pretty dirty play he got suspended for yeah <laughs> yeah he should have been suspended for it but yeah but eric you bring up a great point because i saw a lot of tweets being like oh so this whole idea of men building jobs around keeping people accountable aren't held accountable like that's that's what we're doing right now. I'm like that's I have being no... held accountable is only for certain actions, not others. Yeah, like, come on, get it and together. It's, yeah, it's not for coaches of teams. It's only for the players of teams. It's only for I, the players I, and only for the players in certain scenarios. Sexual assault, wa- assault, they go free. <laughs> I just think Gary Bettman might have been in more control of that Florida situation, the optics of it, maybe looking bad. Um, then Florida maybe wanted to, maybe Florida was like, we're not going to let him coach. And Gary Bettman's like, no, you're going to let him coach because of this, 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 and this. And they're like, well, we're not going to let him speak to the media after like, you can't stop us from doing that. So it, it's I think interesting. There, I, I think there would be more rumors that they, they want Bettman out then. Yeah, that's true <laughs> too. Florida would just be like, fuck this guy. Yeah. What, what do so you guys think now. of all the players responses to what's what's happening like i know that monday night there was supposed to be a meeting with the nhlpa to do a, a external investigation about how they handled the kyle beach scenario a lot of players have spoken out boston bruins said they watched it as a team um what pure's, do you, what do, pure's claiming he wasn't told back then or like pardon? didn't know the severity 
Who said? Fear? Fear or fair? Oh, fair. Whatever fair? I guess his name is. Fear, yeah. yeah. He, like he, he's claiming that he didn't know at the time or wasn't told of the severity of it because he feels like he would have remembered something like this. That's that's good proof. I believe that. I don't forget things from 10 years ago, 11 years ago. I never have. Never would I ever. Well, I that apparently it was said to the doctor. The doctor took it up the food chain. Nothing was really done. Um, Chicago Blackhawks notified the NHL back in December of last year that there was a lawsuit coming that had no merit. Only in May when it came uh, to light did they find out the severity of the issue. I'm like, if there was a there's a lawsuit coming. Like, wouldn't you ask what the lawsuit's about? Like it, that made no sense to me that they would just be like, Oh, it's got no merit. We're not worried about it. That that alone in itself is kind of scary about what other teams are like, Hey, this is going to maybe come, but we're going to, we're confident that we're going to win this. And they, they never see the light of day. Yeah. Go ahead, Martin. You don't have to I be want, hand up. You can just talk. I want, <laughs> can we go back to bash and Gary Bettman's statement? Yeah, of course. I forget if it was Batman or the other guy. What's the other guy's name again? Daly. Daly, yeah. Bill Daly. Ugh, he's awful too. <laughs> but one of them said they basically completely downplayed uh, who's that uh, other guy that was sexually assaulted in like the AHL that has been a pretty vocal person. Oh, is it the Paul Pittsburgh situ- situation? No, no, no. Do you mean Akeem Aliyu, like, the racism? That was a racism no, no, no. one. The guy that talked last week on CBC, and I, and I was oh, like, oh, oh Sheldon Kennedy. He was the, yeah, he was in Sheldon the, Kennedy. yeah, he was with Graham James they, in like junior yeah. hockey. Yeah. One of those guys in their statement, Elliot and Merrick again pointed this out, downplayed it because he's in the, like they commented and said he's in the AHL. So that was, was like, Gary. Yeah. And basically, like, making the assertion that like because it's the AHL, the NHL doesn't care care as much. <laughs> Which technically should they they should apply that to Kyle Beach if they're gonna go that route. But also they were talking about how they're setting up all these different processes to report and and policies throughout every level of professional hockey basically or they're gonna work to do it. And then they immediately the next answer basically say Oh, we don't care about that. That was not in the NHL because they said you know they someone brought up. I think it was Pierre LeBron brought up Sheldon Kennedy, how much work he's been doing, how much he's been talking about it, and he said they asked, "Are you ever going to work with Sheldon Kennedy um, to you know figure out, flesh out these processes, these policies, and, and work together?" And uh, he says he's never been reached out to by the NHL, and they said, you know we've never reached out to him because what happened at, to him didn't happen at the NHL level where if he ever wants to hang, work with us, we're more than willing to, but he's never reached out to us. And and then they brought up the Akeem Aliu thing saying like the investigation and reports done. And then his agent immediately went online or, or his representative immediately went online and said, we have, we've heard nothing from the NHL for a year. The investigation's not done. <laughs> like, oh my God, could you look worse? Like, holy. And then the yeah. fact that Bill Peters was the coach of the AHL team in Chicago at the time, he, that guy's never coaching again in the NHL, hopefully. Like, there's no way. It's actually, yeah, it's pretty nuts. It, <clears throat> um, it wasn't that the investigation wasn't done that the guy tweeted. It was that they 
if the investigation is done, they contacted no one that they should have contacted. Basically. I think it's both. Oh, yeah. They said that they, they, yeah, one that they gave them a list of people to contact and the list of mm-hmm. people that they gave to contact, they never contacted anyone for the investigation, but mm-hmm. two, that the investigation was done and that Akeem Aliou's representative been reached out to. And they're like, no, we have not. We have not mm-hmm. been reached out to. Is this surprising to anyone though? Like, but, it doesn't sound but why I think it's surprising right to then. lie on live television yeah. and then for everyone to come out and sure. show receipts after. But yeah, jury- no receipts. Oh, I feel like it's not surprising at all. More people are probably going to see that TV interview than they will the whatever tweets of people calling him out after. That's right? true. You see Globe and Mail's write up of of him calling it. Uh, I forget what they said, but they said but Gary they said he handled he it well. Be, yeah, handled it well, and yeah. it got got ratioed yeah, that was so awful. hard. I don't think I've seen a tweet get ratioed. That I can't hard. believe the, any of the editor. I can't believe like the editor just like saw that and went, "Yeah, <laughs> sure," because it was an opinion well, piece. So, like, you know, to be <laughs> give the lowest benefit of the doubt, it's an opinion piece. So they, you know, they always show stupid opinions on the Globe and Mail. Or how much would the editor know newspaper. about hockey, though? Yeah, and that's my other point. That was my other yeah. point. I was going to say, Do, does the editor follow hockey, or did he just say this they is should know well enough about sexual assault to know go. that that wasn't written well from a sexual well, assault? I, but I mean, but from a sexual assault perspective, if they don't know what happened. Right, and yeah, they're true. just reading that article. The article puts Batman in a better light than reality, right? So, anyways, do you guys want to move on from this and talk? No, uh, I was going to say one hockey, more thing. I, that's okay. that's one that's one thing I thought um, I would see from like the National Post. I didn't really think I'd see that kind of messaging from the Globe and Mail. But uh, no, I just the last thing about this this I wanted to talk about was was the players' reactions. It sounds like the players are genuinely mad, genuinely upset. A lot of the players are saying the right things that aren't 2010 Chicago Blackhawks. Almost every player is saying the right thing. Um, do you think the NHL players and the NHL PA are going to do actually anything useful? Will this actually lead to tangible results or is this just kind of I think it's going to be a spur. Right thing? I think, yeah, I think it's going to be everyone saying the right things, largely speaking, outside of Batman and a few others. And then nothing happens, nothing changes. Um, I think people will move on. I, I just don't see anything happening. I think they'll talk about it. They'll have meetings and they'll do something to like show, you know, that they're trying to do something, but nothing's actually going to change. And that's, uh, I th- you know what I think should happen opinion. right now. That would be huge. Robin Leonard should retire and become the head of the NHLPA right now. <laughs> that's what I think should happen. That's I think- what Nick would want. And then they that trade for Flurry and bring Flurry back. Yeah. Because yeah. man, Robin Leonard is saying all the right things. He's like, man, I don't care if I win. And I Leonard's crazy enough on. to do stuff like I know. That's why I love <laughs> yeah. it. I think he he it, doesn't have that. A would filter. be the one hundred percent right move: clearing house NHLPA, putting Robin Leonard at the head. I think that's that's it. Getting rid it. of the NHL player safety. That's totally separate but whatever but i think that's uh that's what needs to happen it would hurt eric and martin's fantasy teams if they you know because he's always a top goalie so you know uh leonard can go that's okay Okay. with me i don't have him (laughs) okay so then they want him to go so then they don't lose the goalie (laughs) yeah i mean i'll I'll pick up vegas's backup goalie 
Oh, actually, that's a good segue into uh, before we talk about like whatever news. I just want to do like a standings update because largely speaking across the league, we're at the eight to ten game mark. So 10 percent ish of the season's been done so far. And there's some very interesting standing positions again. Like, you know, it's very early and there's a lot of hockey left, but I think we should go over, you know, each division, see surprises and, um, you know, what's kind of been interesting with each division. So, for example, Sabres fourth in the Atlantic right now. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. And now we'll get back into the show. And, uh, you know, obviously they're going to regress. They've already started regressing, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they've lost two of their last, uh, they've lost the last two games. So it's, they're trending back downward, but, um, in the Atlantic, the Panthers are also eight and one essentially eight, oh, eight, oh, and one, right? Yeah. Eight, oh, and one, sorry. Um, yeah, right now too. So and they're, they're leading the Atlantic and, they're and I think Martin was, lot. yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, we'll get to Carolina in a second, but I think Martin was very right. Cause I think Martin, you were the one that's saying the Panthers are going to dominate this year, right? Yes, that was I've liked you. the Panthers all year. Yeah, I liked them enough to draft Ekblad and Barkov. So you know, I put uh, <laughs> I put some backbone behind my uh, my faith in the Panthers, hey, but I, I didn't think they'd be doing this this well. Ado and one, that's I an incredible Ubi. start. Oh yeah, yeah. Your your first pick or your second pick was Huberto, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just yeah. want to say, we how how much do you trust Sergei Bobrovsky's resurgence? Uh, I don't know. He's been he's been a very up he's been a very up and down goalie his entire career. Um, he has he has. And so how old not is he? He's not even like that surprising. old. He's like 31, 32, something like that. Yeah, it's not like he forgot how to do hockey. <laughs> no. <laughs> like goal, goalies no. can bounce back, and we've seen yes. it. We saw it even with Flurry. We saw it with. You know, Flurry had two or three bad years in Pittsburgh before he went to Vegas and started lighting it up again. And Bobrovsky hasn't even been like league worst in goalies. Like he hasn't like fallen off. Like he was pretty bad last year. He he was bad, but he was he wasn't. uh, It wasn't like injuries and stuff where like Quick was like broken and Mm -hmm. you know couldn't concussions or anything like that. It was just he started playing horribly the second he went to Florida, essentially. So uh, it's good to see him rebounding. And Spencer Knight's been good too. So. You know, if Bobrovsky starts to falter, I think he's uh, Knight can step in there. And they, the thing is, Florida, it's not just their goaltending that's doing them well. They have 36 goals. Like, yeah, I think they, that's the most in the NHL right now. They got a lot of points. Uh, it to confirm, yes, it is the most goals in the NHL right now. And guess who's second, though? <laughs> and I never would have guessed this it's the Ducks. <laughs> Ducks are second in the NHL in goals right now, which is yeah. very surprising. But um, Ducks, Ducks are having a weird year so far. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, back to the Eastern Conference. Uh, Canadians three, seven. Oh no, three eight no. Three three eight no. Yeah. Man, they look bad. <laughs> and They've improved. Uh, Ty is games. so happy. Yeah, they, right. they when you say they improved the last couple of games, they won one game. Yeah, <laughs> well, Cole Caulfield was sent down and they won. Yeah. So look at that. Yeah, proof is in the pudding, right? The guy who is uh... shorter than Eric in the NHL got sent down. The little midget. 
Uh, I, I honestly, I do have to admit, I am a little sad that my short king was sent down. But um, uh, he, the thing is, it, it, it's not his fault. Like the Canadians lost a top line essentially, and their top line played the yeah, toughest competition. Wasn't and then, no, but that's what I'm saying, right? The second you remove a top line from a team, you're essentially saying your second line has to become your first line, your third line has to become your second line, et cetera, et cetera. So everyone just moved up, which essentially just means that the Canadians now have a third line level or second line level team, uh, you know, talent playing against top lines on a daily basis. And Caulfield was one of those people that were kind of affected by that, I think, because him and Suzuki, because the, the most the affected thing about person Suzuki, was Gallagher. No, Gallagher. Gallagher is, yeah. But Gallagher Gallagher's still broken. like, yeah, yeah, Gallagher injuries and all these other things have caught up to him as well too. But I think the major impact has been Suzuki and Caulfield. Suzuki, who's become very ineffective because he's now responsible to do Deneau's job, essentially, and he's not Deneau, at least not yet. Maybe one day, <laughs> but right now he isn't. And uh, he plays a lot safer right now, and he's not producing any offense when Nick Suzuki isn't driving any offense. Caulfield's still 19, 20 years old. He's not going to drive a line by himself offensively. So, And that's why he's being sent down. So the Canadians are kind of in a complete mess right now. And they, I think all of us predicted this. So we were yeah, all kind of right on the Canadians yeah. missing the playoffs and everything. I don't think any of us thought they'd be last. Um, oh, don't worry. Detroit, no. Detroit, has, Detroit. I mean, Buffalo yeah, still has Buffalo time. is coming down. They Buffalo won a couple games. I wanted to say as well, before I move on from Buffalo, there's a great clip again of Darlene getting walked. I think it was like three or four games, <laughs> three or four days ago. Great clip. I got to send it to Eric after. I almost forgot. Yeah, send anyway, it, send that to me. Anyway, moving we'll on. Um, yeah, so uh, a couple, a couple other uh, surprises. None of the Atlantic teams outside the Panthers have really been good so far. Leafs have been, you know. I think it's I think surprising how mid Boston, Toronto, and Tampa have been. Although Tampa's heating up yeah. again, uh, but yeah, they're Tampa's mid. won three in a row. Leafs have won three in a row. So you know they're coming back to life. And again, right? It's super early, so <laughs> we could see the lightning. Yeah, jump everyone was up high on Detroit, and... but Detroit's lost three in a row. Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Buffalo's most lost impressive thing is Florida's. Goals against average is two a game. Buffalo's is is pretty good too. Um, yeah, yeah. That, and I, I think, think the Bruins had a slow me. start. Pasternak had a slow start. The top line didn't have a great start. Okay, I want to bring this up. Boston every year plays the least amount of games in the first couple months of the year. Every single year, they're always three or four games below others. And I, I like who favors Boston scheduling so much in the first. <laughs> two months of the year that they always have less games played. I don't get it. If you look at it, it feels like it's almost every year that they play way less than other teams and are way more rested. I, I don't can't, know. Uh, maybe can't it's a conspiracy it, theory. Maybe but it's true. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. know. It's wild. Okay. Metropolitan. The red, the red, just one thing to mention about the Red Wings, the Red Wings top players have actually been very good. Like Larkin, who I really wanted to grab in fantasy this year is completely, you know, I think he's point per game right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas Raymond, freaking sick. Uh, like a week ago, he had a hat trick and an assist in one one game. Like he's point per game almost, or just below point per game right now. Lucas Raymond, who's been awesome. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi, the unvaccinated single and only unvaccinated king in, uh, <laughs> in the NHL. 
has uh, has been lighting it up too. So the Red Wings have a lot of their top players actually performing, which is really interesting. That's why they've been doing it. You know, they're still out of, play, out of a playoff spot, but they've been a lot better, not league worst this year so far. But yeah, now we can move on, unless anyone has anything to say. No. When we no, get into the to, rankings for the 20... Yeah, when we get into the redraft for the 2020 draft... Uh, and we look at, I uh, forget, uh, Corey Promen or whoever it was that ranked him. He had Lucas Raymond way below Tim Stutzla, and uh, I think this year we're going to see that Lucas Raymond's right there with him. But yeah, um, we'll get into that next time. This, what's the defenseman's name, the German guy? Oh, Sider. Uh, Moritz Seider. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah, he, and he's Rookie of the Month right now, right? Yep. I think he just won Rookie of the Month with the NHL, and he was sick too. Like he's unbelievable. He's really good. All uh, right, um, Metropolitan. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, I mean, the surprise is Hurricanes being oh eight and oh, right? No, the surprise is Freddie Anderson being seven oh. <laughs> That's the surprise. Fre- Freddie Carolina, Anderson. We knew Desna Carolina Kent would be a good team. I don't Freddie, think we thought Freddie they'd go eight and like oh, that? especially when they lost no. Hamilton and they, you know. There, there's some big TDA and was turning around on TDA on Twitter on Carol. Like, oh, we didn't want to give him a chance. Now he's doing pretty well for us. It's okay though what he did in the past. <laughs> Everyone's changing their minds really quickly, essentially on yeah. him. Uh, everyone in Carolina, uh, they have the least amount of goals allowed in the NHL, mostly because of Frederick Anderson, but also because they've been. Wait, okay before we get further on that, Ty, how do you feel about Frederick Anderson? I don't so care. Well? I literally don't care. <laughs> I, I literally don't care because I'm tired. I was sick and tired of him. I don't care how good he's doing right now. I was, I've been tired of this guy. He wouldn't sabotaging. have done this on the Leafs. Yeah. So I'm tired matter. of the guy sabotaging the Leafs in the playoffs every single year. When it matters the most, he is not there for you. So to I'm be excited fair, for the he didn't do it last choked. year and he didn't lose. So the the result was the same. So maybe it wasn't Freddie Anderson. Mm. Big brain. Yeah. Okay. That's what Nick. What you're you're saying? Or you're speaking like Nick right now? Leafs need a starting goalie. They they downgraded big time from. That's not what I'm saying at Anderson. all. Actually, that's what I'm saying is that the there. goaltending wasn't the problem. Regardless, the Hurricanes are winning the cup this year because a Leaf. Every time a Leaf leaves, they win the cup. Tyler Bozak, Phil Kessel. Whoever else, they always win a cup. Oh, so now it's um, Tampa. The last two years didn't have any Leaf players. Um, they did. They had uh, Shen. Yeah, Luke Shen was. They had Brian Boyle last year (laughs) too, didn't they? No, they did. Brian (laughs) Boyle didn't play last year. Brian Boyle didn't play last year. Okay. Um. Yeah, Carolina's been pretty an interesting team. To Carolina has good players. Like they are a really good team. And they probably have the best coach. Top yes. five coach for sure. Yeah. Um, the Islanders are hey, in Eric, second last. Yep. Can you stop eating stuff while you talk? Yeah, what are you eating? <laughs> we were talking chocolate Icebreakers. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, that's even I worse. Can, I can hear on as, you're, as you're talking or you're sucking stuff. Just like stop doing that, okay? <laughs> All right, so the next couple of teams, we're not going to let Eric speak because I'm tired of hearing him op- chew with his mouth open or just like wallow that thing around Suck his mouth. weirdly on um, New York Rangers, Ty Martin, is that surprising for you? No, I, I knew they would always be this team where they're kind of getting bailed out by Shisterkin and Net. 
because he's yeah, they're not scoring Adam Fox has been really, really good. Oh, what do you uh, think about his was Bob or Adam? What do you think about his contract? Steal. The guy's one of the best defensemen in that, the league. That's a steal. That's a very good contract. And all around a really a... good player. Yeah. Yes. Adam Fox yeah. is really good. I'm glad I, I have him in fantasy. Are we surprised that Washington's off to the pretty good start that they're having with man? We always call Washington a really old team, but they're still. That was what well. Martin said. I always said they're gonna. Uh, they're they're still good. Ovechkin's. Yeah, they're still good. Fucking nuts. Ovechkin's insane this year, man. <laughs> what the hell is he a goal per game right now? Yeah, he's I'm pretty a goal sure. Per game. This, this guy points in nine games, man. Russian machine don't break, man. He's yeah. just freaking. I think he's gotten for the Gretzky record. He's. He, dude, Ovechkin's going to win the freaking. Um, uh, Rashard. Thank you. Rocket man. This year. You know who's killing it, too? Kuznetsov. Holy shit. Yeah, well, Backstrom was out, so I think Kuznetsov Backstrom benefited a lot out. from playing with Ovechkin. I don't think Backstrom's it was Kuznetsov killing it. I mean, Kuznetsov's done well, but I think it's hmm. Ovechkin leading that, leading the charge there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Pittsburgh's not doing well. I mean, they've co- like they got Crosby back for a game, and then he's out with COVID. Um, <laughs> they've had a lot of injuries, so I mean, they were that, they literally have been playing an AHL team for the past. Yeah, Latang Latang's been out with COVID. Malkin hasn't played. Like they're they're dead. <laughs> I mean, we knew going into the year that. Um, the Metropolitan was like really close. Like really the only team that we thought saw not really having a shot was Columbus. So, I mean, it makes sense that it's, I mean, it's not tight right now, but no one's playing. I don't think awfully. Uh, New York Islanders yeah. are, seems to be the only team that can't get a, can't get a goal. Yeah. I mean uh, that the Islanders were always going to have that problem. The second Eberly was gone. Uh, and protecting Matt Martin over it. Well, well, Anders Lee is also not being a goal scorer this year, so that's not helping them. Well, uh, well, Anders yeah, Lee is also an aging power a- forward, and he's coming off a torn ACL, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, that that's not exactly surprising. The whole Anders Lee situation, like, no, old, a- aging power forward with a lot of injuries, like that's the worst combination possible for but, but, an NHL. But I'm just saying I'm just saying they're they're relying on him heavily for goals and he's he's not the oh, one to rely sure. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Devils have actually been pretty decent before they lost Hughes. Losing Hughes actually, is huge. Yeah, that just completely breaks their entire team down pretty much. Like um And it's a long opinion. time. He's out till December. Yep, so, and I have Dougie Hamilton, which freaking sucks. I have fucking Hughes, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sucks a little bit. <laughs> okay, um, down to yeah. the central. Uh, yeah, I think the Blues have been. I mean, I think everyone's surprised with how well the Blues have done so far, right? I think even yeah. who had who had the Blues missing the playoffs? Probably me. Yeah, I, probably me. I, I don't remember. Possibly but, me um, too. I don't know. <laughs> I think I sh- I, th- I shot Chicago was going to be a lot better this year, but I uh, was clearly wrong. Uh, yeah, Chicago's been. Right. Yeah, I think Chicago's kind of a surprise with how terrible they've been overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, ignore all the off the ice stuff on the ice. Like they were bad last year, but they improved and they they improved their team on paper, I should say, and then somehow became even worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Nobody's surprised with the Coyotes. <laughs> oh, nine and one. <laughs> can can they go the whole year without winning a game? <laughs> we will see. They're scoring an average of 1.3 goals a game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive, rough. man. And they're letting means, in four goals a game. That means you need to have a shutout in order to win on average. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. I can't, I can't lie. And they're letting in four goals a game, man. Yeah, that's so they're well, doing the exact opposite. Who's their goalies even? Like, so Carter uh, Hutton got injured. It's this guy, uh, something Vegmelka, and <laughs> is isn't he? it Craig Anderson? No, Craig Anderson. No, on that's Buffalo, Buffalo and he's oh, doing Buffalo, well. Yeah. That's why Buffalo's <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised Colorado's not gotten off to a, a better start. Well, uh, their best, yeah. their best defenseman, Devin Taves, has been out. Yeah, but and that shouldn't really affect them. Darcy that, Kemper has it, not there's been no good. excuse. There's no excuse for the Avalanche right now. They should be outperforming bad goaltending. Um, they they should be outperforming like bad goaltending and Devin Taves with their defensive core shouldn't be a major issue for them. There's just their whole team's underperformed so far. McCarr, aren't McKinnon, they, aren't they also Rantanen, playing Jack Johnson? They are playing Jack Johnson, which I'm sure doesn't help at all. <laughs> um, I don't think he's playing big minutes, but. You know, ten minutes out there it means ten minutes you're getting outscored, so that's always fun. Uh, I think uh, the Jets have been very good so far, although somehow Ehlers hasn't gotten in on that. Uh, he's which sucks. He's, yeah, he's he's out playing. And Paul Maurice is like the worst coach in the league, man. He's the dumbest guy. Yeah, I it, it, and he, it's he ba- it's even worse because like they're it. doing okay too. Which makes it even worse <laughs> and more frustrating. And I think Ty, you're the one that brought up that overtime the other night where he was, Ehlers was like the sixth yeah. forward out there on three <laughs> on three. Three and three is like literally the perfect scenario for him because it's a bunch of open ice and he's fast and he's skilled and he benefits from just playing off the rush, which is literally just, all three and three. Just never forget when they put Riley Nash on power play one over Nikolai Ehlers. <laughs> I think that's it's a really good decision. Fucking, it, I, I I can't stand it. Um, but yeah, and then the stars haven't been very good. But that's largely, you know, Jason Robertson out. Um, has he come back yet, Martin? I don't think he, he has. has. He oh, has. he has. Okay, so Jason Robertson was He's out, and then a games. lot of their yeah, there you go. So, and then a lot of their top players um just haven't been performing very well. Radulov, which is Sagan, are these guys even top players ben. anymore? Like I, yeah, that's that's a very <laughs> valid question. Ra- the thing is, Radulov was Radulov was literally point per game last season, over point <clears throat> per game in a limited sample, like 12, 13 games. But he was still point per game, so you'd still expect 50, 60 point output from him, which is still you know high end talent. Um, Sagan just hasn't played a lot of hockey because he was out all last year, um, and. Jamie Ben, I don't know. Jamie Ben's an aging power forward. I don't know what to expect from him. But their young guys also mm-hmm. haven't completely stepped up either. Like they have eighteen goals, man. That's not they're good. Bare, they're just at two goals a game, and um, so th- they have some offensive problems that they clearly need to solve. And uh, Holpe's actually been quite good overall. So outside of the last few games, I think the last two games he's been a little poor. Ru- but Ru Pins has sucked. Um... <laughs> Rupe I mean, I think we all anticipated a little uh, regression from him overall, but still, like, he should be going at a 60-point pace. 
or something like that. So yeah, just everyone on the stars has underperformed so far, which has been really mm-hmm. rough for them. And the Predators have just been chugging along, being average, basically. Um, Getting good goaltending. You see Soros being decent. Yeah, and that's what I've always said. Like Sor- Soros can carry them to a playoff spot. Despite also, the rest not- of the notable player, Mikhail Granlund, doing okay. Interesting trade. Uh, he's upping his stock for how much he could get traded for. Or did they just oh, resign they him? him? They just resigned, they resigned, they resigned him. him to a long-term deal, like four they years. So dumb, so dumb. What a stupid. But at least he's at least he's doing well. So it's make <laughs> made their short term this year. I've always liked this better. guy. Okay. I want him to do better. Okay, go to the specific quickly. The specific division. I, I'm shocked by division. Calgary. To be quite honest, I mean, and maybe we can transition quickly and talking about the Pacific Division to the surprising teams is Calgary being good and Vegas being not good. Vegas and the Kraken being very bad, yeah. but I mean more so Vegas. Talk about the Eichel thing quickly. Oh, They're both uh, the last, the finalists for Eichel. Who's yeah, going to get him? I mean, I I just don't see how they fit Eichel into the Knights like their cap situation. With all those contracts, they'd have to move like a good chunk of their roster out, like two also, roster players. Ba- based on the trade, if that one, if that trade from Calgary is anywhere legitimate, it's way better than what the Knights could offer Buffalo. So I don't know why Buffalo would yeah. take a trade from them too. Yeah, I, I agree. Though, yeah, again, the, the trade that to- the trade that uh, Martin's talking about is Matthew Kachuk, a first round, already selected first round. Prospect, I believe, was what it looked like. A future first round pick and two prospects would be, yeah, which is a huge, up, which is a huge. huge. Haul. I mean, that's why like the you haul you want. I don't think yeah. that I, I have such a hard time believing that was offered. I, I have a hard time believing. Maybe that's the ask. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. that's more the ask than what Cal- Calgary offered because, right? That's like, mind blowing. That's a big. Yeah, like we've always been saying, Eichel is worth a lot (laughs) but matt kachuk plus two prospects plus a former first round pick and a future first round pick that's like i don't even know what like the health of the player you're getting to that's a huge ask exact and and he doesn't play this year like there's no way eichel gets healthy this year so that means and the flames are doing well in a playoff spot second in their division right now and And they're not going to be that good without kachuk and yeah, Kachuk's a big part of that team, obviously. So that's like I the just way don't, Kevin Weeks reported it, it made it sound like it's what is on the table from yeah. Calgary. At the same time, it was interesting. I, I saw a couple of tweets from Buffalo writers saying that there's the pressure is on to get Eichel traded, and they think that could be from the NHL to either get it over with or be like, Hey, we have some terrible PR right now. We need something you guys to do something so that we can distract from the rest of the situation. I, I think that's a bit of a stretch. I mean, the, the fact that they want it as like a PR distraction, I think that will come back because a lot of the writers across the NHL are ticked. Um, but I mean, I, I don't, I could see it from the side that the NHL just wants this to be done with. Cause so, like, what the hell are we doing here? I think that maybe the reason why they're hung up on not getting Matt Kachuk is because his, he's RFA this year qualifying off for, I believe is something around $9.5 million. Someone pull up cap mm-hmm. friendly to fact check. Yeah. And then he's yes, a UFA. So 
that could be part of the reason why maybe they're a little hesitant to make that trade because they will basically have Kachuk for maybe a year. And I, you know, I, I don't think he's the guy who wants to be on a rebuilding franchise based on how Buffalo is. So maybe they Couldn't want a younger just player on for a, a lot of players. We want Matthew Kachuk. They could just, flip yeah, like yeah, if, that's a good I, point. if you're Buffalo, you just flip Kachuk after. Yeah. If you're if Buffalo, anything. just take that and run. Just be like, Matthew, don't even pack your bags, bro. We're the prospects training. alone, two prospects plus a former first and a future first. I know it's a lower first, but that's almost that's getting closer to Eichel's value already, just there, depending on the prospects included. But I'd assume it's like Valimaki or um if Valimaki co- counts as a prospect still. Um or uh I was thinking like uh, Jacob Pelzari. Your Jacob Pelzier, Connor Zari, like all those types of guys. I feel like Connor Zari would be on the table and I I like him. I am not like I don't think he's gonna be a top line forward or anything like that, but second line guy, I think that's within reason. So uh yeah, I I I agree with you guys on that point, I guess. Anyways, yeah, but back to the Pacific division yeah, now. Back. On uh Oilers are first and they're actually doing very well. Mike Smith's held up. <laughs> Mike Smith has Somehow. been injured too though. It's Miko Koskinen in net now, I think, for the past couple of games and they've still done well. But I mean they've beaten up on Anaheim and Arizona and Yeah. So so they haven't they stuff. haven't been it's not like they've been playing the best <laughs> the best teams in the NHL so far, but they're still doing very well. McDavid and Dry I think are both two points per game right now. They're both literally power play merchants though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think that's all the tweet. Jason Spezza has more even strength points than Connor McDavid. Yeah, right exactly. <laughs> but who cares how the goals are scored? They're still scored. <laughs> so um, you know, doesn't matter if they just kill it on the power play or not. They still have uh, like the third or fourth most amount of goals in the NHL so far, and, and with like two or three games less than a lot of teams too. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're doing very well. And then the Sharks have been a little bit of a surprise. I think to some people, third in the Pacific right now. Uh, Timo your Meyer. Eklund, your boy Eklund has been really good too, though. Eklund's been good. Timo Meyer has been freaking unreal. I think he got put on COVID. Um, but I draft him in fantasy, and the guy's been over point per game so far, so he's killing it. Um, and I think uh, Brent Burns has turned back the clock a little bit after a poor season. And Eric Carlson has been better as well. I think part of that is just a little bit of luck, but we'll see if uh, Eric Carlson can continue that uh, that trend. But yeah, and then uh, the Ducks, most goals in the NHL so far. Um, I think a part of that is playing a couple of bad teams. Uh, I think part of that was the Coyotes too. I think they killed the Coyotes out in one game, um, from what I remember. But uh, the big surprise is, again, Golden Knights and Kraken bottom three in the their division right now kraken last the kraken have not been good like i mean i think everyone expected that going into it eric sad because his girlfriend namita didn't draft a good team (laughs) i mean we we roasted that team on our podcast isn't that what her name is oh yeah yeah, her name is namita i thought you meant his real life girlfriend no 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 (laughs) I was confused there for a second. Eric has uh, a lot of girlfriends. Keep up. Yeah. Any girl who's well, brown and vaguely in hockey. <laughs> and we'll, and we'll praise Eric for the god that he thinks he is. I mean, everyone praises Eric. What do you mean? I this week I bashed you in the group chat every single day, waiting for you. I asked him. <laughs> 
three times to send me the prospect list that he said we were going to discuss on this week's episode last week, and he never sent it, never provided it. Then I was like, okay, well, at least tell me but what year it was. I just didn't don't even, understand. Didn't even tell me the year. Didn't even. Tell I didn't me see the that year. message. To be fair, I didn't see that part of the message. I you did were, see you asking like, for it, but I was just like, I went to it. And I'm like, I don't know how to send this to you without taking 30 screenshots on my phone. It, it, do what has to be chat. done, buddy. Do what it has doesn't to be done. stop you for your Instagram posts. Yeah. Wearing but, then up the make the Instagram, <laughs> but then I'd have to make the Instagram post. That's so much work. Man. Eric doesn't have time for that. Eric, Anyways, Eric, talking hockey Eric, is a dying page. Eric, just sell it while you're pie. Um, I, I read an article about how good Los Angeles's numbers are under the underlying numbers are anyways, in terms of like their defensive quality and their offensive quality. They just don't have guys that can finish. Um, I thought that was pretty well, interesting. They brought in some good guys like to know who are very good at that. So that's, uh, yeah, They're, they've gone pretty, they've gone pretty messed up by injuries. Like Drew Doughty's out long-term and Sean Walker's out long-term. All Sean year, Walker's actually. a bigger Al for them. Drew Doughty's seven points in four games there, buddy. You think Sean Walker wasn't even on the LA Kings? He was in the... Wasn't he? No, Sean Walker played every game. Oh, wow. That's some random dude. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all I have on my list of things to talk about. Uh, did we talk about the Morgan Riley deal yet? We didn't. Oh, no. yeah. That was surprising. That was the last thing that I was, expected yeah. to see. Me too. But on like a Monday morning. But I do you think they're going to let him go to free agency? I thought so, especially with how I mean. Think about it. Last Friday, how different the vibes were around. What was Friday? Thursday, Friday, something like that. I mean, the, the vibes were, the were from coming from crazy Leafs fans who were suddenly think the, including Ty, who thought the. The uh, Leafs were falling apart, and they were going to lose well, every they were. game. The That's what it felt like, man. They the, the product on the ice looked like absolute. It was absolutely yeah. It was, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Even I wa- then, I watched one game, and I went like just tear the score apart. Yeah. This is awful. I, yeah, and then <laughs> I was literally watching the, that like, oh god, this is. And brutal. went to Chicago like the day after all that news was released. Chicago's never held the lead all year. And what happens? Chicago scores first on a breakaway. What happens next? Chicago scores again. I turned off my TV. I was like, I'm not watching this shit. Yeah, I didn't even watch that game. Ty and I went to uh, Party City to get our Halloween costumes. No, that was was a Carolina (laughs) game. Well, either way, two games in a row, I turned off the TV and I was like, I can't watch this shit. I think that was the night we recorded the podcast. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. And yeah, 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 then then like I watched the over. I said at least tied it up. I watched the overtime. Nylander got that breakaway goal, and I <laughs> a three on three overtime win. A three on three overtime win in the against the worst team in the league. And I was like <laughs> hyped up. Like this was like a Stanley Cup, basically playoff <laughs> overtime. So goal. I think it's important <laughs> to ask the the question: Is Nylander the most important player to yes. the Toronto Maple Leafs. I, how I how long yes. have I been saying this for? <laughs> That's true. Nylander has definitely been the best Leafs player all year. Most consistent. He's yeah, been like phenomenal. He, yeah. he has been. He has At been. Least uh, the the okay. Riley contract, 
How do you feel about it? Because it's so, $7.5 million for eight years. There was that tweet that Luke sent that saying Morgan Riley is the first player ever to both take a discount in money and to not win games. That was a good, that was a good tweet. That was really funny. I died at that. Got like 4,000 likes on Instagram. So good job. Yeah. That he, is pretty you're funny. That was Eric's always so busy, but he saw that pop up on his Facebook and he like posted it within 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> he, never, he never responds unless it's like screenshots that I send for his content. I... Uh, Eric, you're going to love this. In an interview I had last week, uh, they asked me, what page do you manage content for? And I put the Talking Hockey page because mm-hmm. I swear to God, like seven of the last 10 posts are screenshots that I've sent you. So I'm the content <laughs> manager for for that podcast. Uh, put that in your LinkedIn job title now. I mean, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. You can you can take that credit. I'll give you a great recommendation. Also, uh, Martin's camera really frozen bad. on my screen for about the last yeah, he, 20 minutes. Yeah, it has been too. Yeah, so, me too. Yeah. Morgan Riley. My camera's uh, frozen. I got to go. I got to go quickly. So yeah. I got to leave. So anyway, Morgan Riley, I was surprised by that because I thought that if the Leafs were going to blow it up this year because they weren't good, um, he would be the best trade chip by far. But he yeah. wants to be here, and it's he's been a lifelong Leaf and a leader on this team, I guess. Um, he's he's still good. He's actually been one of the few players who's who like were impressed. Like Nylander was good, Riley I think was good to start the year, and Riley also was good in the playoffs last year, which I think is important when you're looking yeah. at how these players underperform. He took a discount. I mean, look at Darnell Nurse making 9.5 million, Seth Jones making 9.5 million. Right, those were comparables for him. Yeah, yep. and you know, yeah, he definitely a took a major discount. Um, it's going to, again, that's going to be a deal that's going to be a problem in a few years, but the Leafs window is now. And so you got to do what you got. I wasn't do. unhappy with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I wasn't unhappy with it. The issue is with like defensemen like Morgan Riley, it's your, their offensive game falls off quicker than their defensive game. Right. So he has no defensive game <laughs> pretty much. So the worry is like, how valuable is he going to be with, you know, he's basically around top of the league offense and bottom of the league defense. And if that offense come down, comes down, he falls off very quickly in terms of value. Right. So mm-hmm. that's uh that's one thing to worry about. But other than that, it's, it's a fine deal for now. The Leafs window is the next three to four years anyways. So uh, yeah, got to make the most of it regardless. And Morgan Riley's a big part of that. But yeah. Other than yeah. that, we, uh, We're good. that's the talking hockey podcast right there. Perfect. And uh, we'll see you all next week when finally Eric sends us the list or whatever he wants (laughs) us to talk about so that we can talk about it. But everyone can boo Eric until that time. We do it all the time. And uh, it's infuriating. Eric is infuriating. That's how I'm going to leave this episode. I have been told I'm infuriating by many people. (laughs) Well, maybe someday you'll change. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.